Welcome to the Connect Her podcast. Connecting the next generation of millennial female entrepreneurs to the women that have overcome the odds, embodied their inner rebel, and built successful empires on their own terms. Welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the first ever episode of the Connector podcast. So I am so excited <laughs> to be here with you guys today. My name is Terry Lee and I am a fellow female entrepreneur on my journey to building my dream and making my mark on this big world that we all live in. So as I've been on this crazy amazing roller coaster called entrepreneurship. There are so many amazing women that I have met along the way, whether they have been a mentor of mine, a leader, an expert, or even just a peer of mine. I have learned so much from these women. And although I've learned an incredible amount from these women, my biggest lesson has definitely been the true power of connection. I mean, connection, speaking one-on-one to your peers, to people, um, and even the connection of, of speaking to your customer properly and what that means for your business. So I wanted to create a platform for young female entrepreneurs to listen and learn from some of the women that have already walked the walk, you know, like they have lived those experiences and they already have put together their answers for the questions that you might be thinking or going through right now. And so the Connect Her podcast was born. <laughs> so what is the Connect Her podcast and why does it even exist? So the Connect Her podcast is here to connect her, the next generation of boss babes, to the top millennial female entrepreneurs and experts of our generation. So this is going to be a podcast where you're going to be able to listen in on real biz girl talk, not just the Instagram filtered versions of ourselves that we absolutely love to put out there to the world. Um, This is not just going to be another inspiring entrepreneurship podcast. We're here to truly connect. We want to connect you with the rule breakers, the change makers, and the women that are freaking kicking the status quo back to where it belongs. I will definitely be asking those really confronting, knock the breath out of you moment type questions to our guests. Um, But we also want to be here to celebrate the wins and most importantly, share our learnings with you all so that you walk away from every single episode with a little nugget of knowledge that you can implement in your business and it'll help you get one step closer to making your dreams a reality. I mean, I've had this conversation with a lot of my girlfriends and I know that when I first started, I would attend a lot of networking events. I would listen to so many stories from these incredible women. And by the end of it, I would be so freaking pumped. Like I was on a high leaving these events and I would walk out those doors. And after a moment, I'd sit in my car on my way home and think about the fact that It's so incredible and inspiring that they've achieved what they've achieved, but they made a point of saying that it was at a particular time and the landscape has changed 
um, maybe it's Instagram, maybe it is they were first market. Generally, it's one of, along those lines. And I just sat there and thought, but what can I do? Like, I know I need to try and find the next thing, but is there something I can do along those lines of using Instagram or creating product or service that is first to market? Like, how do I go about it right now? So I thought that it was super important that when it comes to the Connector podcast, we don't just talk about inspiring like women, which is totally exactly what we do. But we also want to teach you something um, that you can implement, something tangible that you can implement into your business so that you are consistently taking a step forward. And with every single episode, you are one little step closer to your dreams. So that is why I thought, why not start the first episode of the Connector podcast off with probably one of the most daunting questions that I think all women that are on this journey of entrepreneurship or thinking about it ask themselves at some point in time. So am I even capable of starting my own business? And when will I know that I'm ready to do it? So before I jump straight into these questions, which I think are super important, I think I need to share with you guys my story because not all of you know me and also I probably haven't told it as real as I'm about to. Um, But I think it's super important to share with you my story and the moments when I asked myself these exact questions. (laughs) I like to call this period of my life my quarter life crisis best moment ever. Um, But so if I, I think I'm going to chat to you about it from the beginning. Okay. So I am your atypical ethnic girl brought up in an ethnic family. I absolutely love my parents. um, But for them, the main focus for me was to get an education. I needed to go to university, find a husband, We'd buy a house, we'd have two kids and have a really good job and live happily ever after. You know that typical story? So that was what my my parents really wanted for me. And them both being teachers, when it came to university, I definitely was given only a few options of what I am actually able to do. So they told me that I should become either a doctor an accountant, a lawyer, or a dentist. And so, because I'm a massive people pleaser, I've gone through my entire life just listening to what my parents tell me I should do, what society tells me I should do, and I kind of just went through the motions, to be completely honest. I just went from thing to thing to thing, and I thought I was doing really well, but then I stopped and thought, but what do I really want? So I obviously listened to my parents all the time. I was like the best daughter that they could have thought of in the sense of didn't disobey them. I literally just said yes. I am a yes person, which I'm really changing. And it's massive. If you are yourself, it's a great thing to change. It's so freaking, like it's so freeing. Um, <laughs> back to the point. So I went to high school. I got amazing grades. I worked towards in my final year being able to get into university. I did that. When it came to university, I didn't really think, what do I truly want to pursue? I rather just chose from my four options. Um, I initially was enrolled for dentistry. I realized I don't want to look at people's teeth all day. That is just not me at all. So enrolled for dentistry, last minute change to accounting. I know. 
I know. So, <laughs> so I go off to university and it's my first year of university and I excel at absolutely everything, excluding one subject. You guessed it, accounting. Um, yeah. So I failed accounting in my first year. So clearly accounting was not going to be the thing that I I do for the rest of my life. So from that point, I realized, okay, I need to change something. And I actually need to think about this for me, not for what my parents want me to do. So if I was to look at all of my subjects and the things that I love doing the most, what was it? And for me, it was definitely marketing. So I went in and studied marketing and I absolutely loved it. I mean, at first, my parents were pretty shocked. They were a bit taken aback. They didn't quite understand what I was doing. And but after a while, they realized I was really good at it. I absolutely loved it. And they love me. They're going to support me in everything that I do. So it was great. I went and studied marketing and I absolutely loved university, like loved it. I went and studied my Bachelor of Commerce and then I graduated and realized, nope, I'm not ready to go out there yet. So I went and studied my postgrad. And once I completed that, I was like, nah, I think I can do a little bit longer. Um, so I went again back to university and studied my master's. So after I finished my master's, I realized you can't really have a PhD in marketing. Well, you technically you probably could, but you shouldn't have a PhD in something if you have absolutely no work experience. <laughs> so I realized, okay, it's time for me to put on my big girl pants and get out there into the big world that we live in and get myself a real job. So I was super fortunate to be able to work at the largest magazine publishing house in Australia, which was for any girl that loves fashion, beauty, makeup, like that entire magazine world, it's the best job <laughs> that you possibly could imagine, especially straight out of university. I was very, very, very fortunate. And I was given a really good amount of responsibility. I grew really fast. But at a certain point, to be honest, I just wanted to roll with a bit more responsibility. And I wanted to roll that paid better. <laughs> Being totally real, that was actually the main driver. So then I moved on to my second um, job. I was given way more responsibility. Um, the pay rise was significant. I absolutely loved what I was doing because I was able to do marketing as well as learn about sales, interact in digital marketing and, and different avenues within the spectrum of marketing and sales just to really know what my forte was. And after a little while, I realized that although it was amazing, I mean, it was the best job I possibly could have been in at that point in time. It was a role that was really great. It were, had a lot of responsibility and the title was amazing. The pay package was significantly higher than like industry standards for someone in that position. And then on top of that, we had half day Fridays. Yeah, that was pretty freaking cool. So it was a great situation. But one day I was speaking to one of um, the senior, I guess not directors, but one of the really senior people within the company. And she absolutely adored what she did. I mean, she'd been with the company for 20 years. She literally devoted her life to this company and working towards being where she was now. And she was so happy. And I looked at her and just thought to myself, this is her after 20 years of being here and she's still so happy. But for me, 
I'm not even half of that and I've only been here for probably like a year and a half. This just something's not quite adding up. This I don't think this is for me. And so the quarter life crisis happened. Um, <laughs> so I just had a moment where I decided I'm not happy and if I'm not happy, the only person that needs to live a life of not being happy is going to be me. So that means the only person that truly needs to change it is going to be me too. It's completely up to me to change it if I want to to not be unhappy anymore. So I literally did that. I walked in and resigned. I had no other plan. I, to be completely honest, thought maybe I lost my interest and passion and love for marketing. And I just needed a bit of time to figure out exactly what I wanted. I mean, the moment that I resigned, my family went into like recon mode. They were like, like my brother was sending me resumes left, right and center. My parents were like, you can do this. Now you can do this. We've set this up. Even people at my old workplace were really amazing. I mean, they were like, we have friends that run this agency and we think that you'd be great in this type of role. And it was it was really nice and encouraging that everybody wanted to help me. But for me, I really needed a bit of time to help myself. So for the next three months, I moved in with my parents. I was very, very, very fortunate to do modeling. So I do modeling for a little bit of fun. And it meant that I was able to go back to modeling full time and work minimal hours whilst earning a really good amount of money, which meant that I obviously could still keep up with my social life, still be able to invest in myself with like my memberships to yoga and Pilates and (laughs) everything else that's unnecessary, but we love and makes us happy. So I was very fortunate to be in that situation. But for the next three months, I literally just invested in myself. I unsubscribed to absolutely anything that didn't feed my soul. So if it wasn't an activity that literally like made me sparkle and was making me grow into the person I knew I was destined to be, I unsubscribed. So whether that's an email, whether that was Netflix, I unsubscribed to Netflix because I was like, I don't need this in my life. I did not quit my amazing career in order to watch television or to numb the pain uh, of being in, in the nine to five. I mean, I literally worked for the weekends. Now I could do whatever I wanted. I didn't want to have to, to, to waste time in order to get there to my Friday. I quit anything that didn't suit me or wasn't actually helping me grow. I quit it. And instead of that, I would wake up in the mornings I would go to the gym and I would make myself elaborate healthy breakfasts and I would go for really long walks and listen to incredible podcasts from people that I truly admire and I would go to the bookstore for hours and look at all these different books that I want to buy and then end up buying it, reading it and then probably ending up back there in the next like four or five days. Um, It was actually a really fulfilling period in my life where I was completely selfish I had so much freaking self-love for myself and I made myself my priority. I was my project. I was my number one goal and it was the best period I ever could have or best decision I ever could have made at that particular point in my life. And so I went back into modeling and whilst I was doing this, I went back to my old agency, modeling agency, and they told me that 
Since I'd left, the landscape of modeling had changed a little. A thing called social media has become super important. <laughs> and clients really like it when you have a really big social media following. So we suggest that you post a little bit more and be active on it. So I thought, okay, great. This is what I used to do. This was my job. I mean, I did it for brands. I can do it for myself. So on top of the knowledge that I already had, I went and I'm a mass learner. Obviously, you guys can tell from the fact that I didn't want to leave university. I absolutely love education. And I decided, okay, I am going to learn even more than what I learned through work experience. So I went out there, learned new strategies, and I just used it on myself and my own account. And within a few months, I had grown by from like 200 followers to something like 7,000 or something around there. And people really noticed. People asked me, what the hell did you do? How did you get there? We've noticed you're growing dramatically. Tell us what's working because we're trying and it's not. So I realized, oh gosh, there's actually an opportunity here. People, for me, it was easy. It was second nature. But all these small business owners that I was working with going to modeling like gigs and doing their shoots for, they had no clue. And so I realized, okay, this is it. Clearly I love social media. Like I still love marketing it without me even realizing it. I went back to it and it's time for me to start working again. I just felt as though I wanted to. And so I got out there and started picking up my first few clients and initially I didn't charge too much. I was more about getting those those clients on my on my books um, and to be able to show that work to new clients. So it was a really great, great opportunity. And it really gave me the confidence to actually build my company into what it is today. And it's incredible to reflect because today I am really proud to say that I have a virtual team of three staff members. I personally don't want to work in an office nine to five. It's what I wanted to leave. Um, and I don't think I will ever go back to that. You never know. But at this point in time, I don't think that working in an office environment is something that makes me grow. Uh, yeah. So we have three virtual members. One's in a co-working space. The other two work from home because that's what they want to do. And that's what it's all about. Like us doing epic work, working with our female-centric millennial brands and running this kick-ass social media strategies and helping them grow and connect with their tribe. So it's pretty phenomenal to, in three short years, to be able to reflect back to, to this one moment, which at that point in time, I thought was the end. Like, I had no plan, but that one moment where I decided, no, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to make myself a priority and I'm going to back myself was the defining moment that set off this chain reaction that led me to where I am now. And I am so happy and so grateful to myself for making that decision. Okay, cool. So let's go back to the question because I like to go off on tangents. So like I said, when you first start your journey of becoming an entrepreneur and taking that, that leap of faith, everybody in the back of their minds has that little voice that says, Am I even capable of starting my own business? And when will I know is the right time? So I can only speak for myself, but for me, I'm a firm believer that there are two situations that you'll get yourself into when you are meant to change and do something. So it's either going to be passion, number one, 
Or number two, pressure. So let's delve into these a little bit more. Passion. Let's go with passion first. <laughs> cool. So when you love something so freaking much and you are so highly motivated and driven, you go above and beyond to ensure that it is a part of your life. So you are probably still working your nine to five. You probably have a relationship and are keeping up your, your friendships and those relationships in your life are still really important. You have a social life. But on top of that, by some freaking miracle, you are still making something else happen, whether that's starting your own freelancing company on the side or whether it is creating a new jewelry line or activewear line. It could like you are still making it happen as far as everyone else is concerned. You just doing your job or having the life that you have minus this passion project is more than enough and totally substantial to keep you busy. But somehow you make the time to to create this other thing of yours and really make it a priority. And that is something that is super rare. And if you are doing it yourself, freaking commend yourself because I have a few girlfriends who are doing the side hustle and I'm so freaking proud of them because it is crazy hard. So the second type of situation that I believe you get yourself into when it's time for you to actually take that leap of faith is a pressure situation. So what I mean by a pressure situation is, okay, so for me, I believe that when you're meant to grow as a person, so the things around you, they'll start not working quite as easily. And quite honestly, it'll become quite uncomfortable. I believe that things will just start kind of becoming super uncomfortable, super hard to do and really, really heavy. And it'll get to that point that it will force you to change your situation because it's so uncomfortable for you or you are just miserable and nobody wants to be miserable. So generally, if things get to a particular breaking point, you actually change it. So when I say pressure situations, I don't only mean that this is to do with starting your own company. This could be a relationship with a partner, with a friend, or even with your own personal views on the world. I mean, I went through that. I had a moment where I realized everything that I thought was right and wrong. I I used to be a very black and white type of person. And I realized that wasn't because of me. That was because of societal norms that I'd taken on board as my own personal beliefs. It could have been my parents' beliefs that were cast upon me, but it wasn't truly my thought process. And I didn't know why I said or thought, no, you shouldn't do that, or you should go to university, for example. But when you think about it, for me, I'm not actually someone that believes that the only way to success is university. It's proven that it's not. So I had to really challenge my own personal views at a certain stage in in many different areas, and I think that everybody does. And that I think that pressure is a main motivator and driver for you to feel as though you need to grow and to really make it happen. Finally, after you have so much like either pressure or passion within within your, your world and your own ecosystem, you get to a point when everything is pushing you towards this one thing and you need to make a decision. You need to make a decision and back yourself. Everything will lead up until this moment. And it's really hard because we've been taught our entire lives to wait for permission from others. 
I mean, we needed to get permission from our teachers to go to the freaking bathroom during class. We needed to get permission from the academic board as to whether we are smart enough to pursue our dreams and study a particular course at university. We even need permission to wait for like the freaking green light at the traffic light to cross the road. I mean, we are constantly being taught to wait for permission before doing absolutely anything in our lives or a lot of things. <laughs> um, so I think that it's quite hard for us to get to this point because, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like there's certain things that you, you should need permission in order to do. I want my surgeon, if I was to go into the hospital, I'd want my doctor and my surgeon to be totally qualified and to have to have passed certain tests and experiences in order to be there. I get that. But when asking how will you know when or if you're ready to be an entrepreneur, that answer is going to be completely up to you. No one will ever give you a piece of paper to say, okay, you're ready now to run your own business. You have now passed the test. I know a few unis have tried to do like entrepreneurship courses, but there's still going to be multiple moments where you still need to make that decision. It's just make it like to actually run your own business and say, I can do this. I mean, you, it's up to you to tell yourself, hell freaking yes, I have a talent I have a gift for this world and I will share it by creating my business. You need to back yourself. You need to give yourself permission first. So I've had this analogy that if you want to achieve your dreams, you need to jump, which means obviously you need to take a risk at some point in time. So imagine yourself at the top of a really high cliff and you have a parachute on. So this parachute is your dream. It only becomes a reality once this parachute opens up. So in order for you to open this parachute, you need to pull that little string and jump off that cliff. When you first jump, you're going to fall. It will be the scariest thing you've ever done. You'll be afraid you're not going to live. You're going to think that you're not going to make it. You're going to get that like that, that falling feeling in your stomach. I personally freeze in those situations, so... I don't know if I'd ever actually go <laughs> parachuting. Um, I probably would forget to pull the cord because I'm frozen. <laughs> but you're going to feel like your world is ending. But at some point, you're going to pull that cord and that parachute is going to open. So if you were to stay at the top of that cliff, you can't open it. Even if you were to pull the cord, there's not enough wind, there's not enough friction, there is no opportunity for you to actually let that parachute truly open and reach its full capacity because you've taken the risk by jumping off of that cliff. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you stay at the top of that cliff, your parachute will never open. It simply can't. My interpretation of this analogy is that you can't play it safe your entire life, not take risks, just do things because society tells you to and you're living in the freaking like matrix. You can't do that and then expect to still achieve your wildest dreams. You need to take a risk, back yourself, give yourself permission to be the person that you want to become and just jump. So this story really struck a chord with me because I, when I heard it, I realized that the only person that can give me the courage to jump is me. I needed to believe in myself and back myself first. When I was ready to do that, I knew that I was ready to start my journey as an entrepreneur. 
And I think that that is really my answer to that internal question that I had. It's the point where I realized, okay, I am ready to jump. And I did. And that's my real motivator and the point in my journey where I realized I can freaking do this. So thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Connect Her podcast. And I cannot wait to connect you, the next generation of boss babes, to the top millennial female entrepreneurs and experts of our generation. We have so many incredible women coming on the show. And I cannot wait for you to learn, to grow, and to make your wildest dreams a reality. Make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on all of the amazing episodes to come. I am your host, Terry Lee, and I will be bringing you our very first interview very, very soon. And remember, you are magic. Enjoy your day, guys.